related, I think this all can get solved with a tweak on face ID. <laughs> I really do. Oh, really? It's face ID is the answer? Well, face ID eventually is going to be able to detect if you're, you're up just, to something. Yeah, you're assuming that people in the future will still have faces. <laughs> that we won't have to wear these sort of flat masks that hide who we are. Paul, do you know what a fact pattern is? I, I don't. It sounds great. It sounds like the sort of thing I love, though. It's the facts. Okay. Not opinion or decision or perceived. Okay, but why pattern? It's just like bullet one, bullet two, bullet three, bullet four. Oh, okay. Here's the like, facts in the pattern of right, bullets. Right. Okay. Charlotte, North Carolina, 7 a.m. on May 3rd. John opened the key, you know, took his key out and opened the door to his house. And he was attacked. Funny how you, you still love the law. I love the clarity. But you know what's funny about the, the law seeks clarity. Your dad pushed you into. Like, I don't think you would have gone to law school if anyone was like, "Rich, what do you want to do?" My dad told me I had a trusting face. Yeah, so he's like, because he thought every, all the law was Matlock. He thought it was all trials. Yeah. Oh, it's like <laughs> Perry Mason. Like, yeah. Oh, uh, so, this is well, exactly the, stand up so we can see the scar. Right. Yeah, and okay. then I go to law school, and they put me in a library. 12 yeah. hours a day like contracts exactly. get excited but you ended up liking the nerdy part i like the deductive reasoning around it that was interesting too. it's yeah. like it's the same kind of machinery used for good code right good clean code and there was no plan that you would fall in love with this it was just like go be a lawyer i don't love it i mean i i loved i love the the gymnastics the mental gymnastics but i didn't love the law was that the first thing that had ever really pushed you mentally yeah okay yeah I like, did really well in statutory drafting, mm -hmm. which is about as close to programming as you're going to get. Yeah, they made you a more abstract thinker. Yes, that's true. This is a yeah. big part of your thinking. It is. I think a lot of the businesses run through a lot of the sort of thinking. I will never do anything professionally without a lawyer again. It's it's an unbelievable. It's very, it actually creates a lot of anxiety if you don't have that kind of. I've come to you three or four times for stuff also like when I'm writing on the side or doing other stuff and be like, Rich, is this a, a, a risk or not? And, you know, the great piece of advice you've given me, and this is not what anybody wants to hear, is anybody can sue you for anything at any time. Yeah. So you just need to be, you know, you need to be buttoned up, but also plan for that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Just assume that it could happen. And, you know, I mean. and, yeah. and Will they sue me is the wrong question. No, they, they always could. The other thing is that, you know, like you'll say things to me like, oh, yeah, no, they could come for our houses if that ever happened. But I, you know, just don't worry about it. You can go for anything. Yeah, we, we yeah. don't worry. We're very well protected. We've, we've covered all of our bases. Yeah. Everything is fine. Yeah. And historically, especially working in media, I don't think people know how much in media you are half informedly trying to manage litigation risk. Right. Right. Because you're writing about people. You're doing you have a lot things. of power. And the con there's a lot of contracts flying around at any time. You pick up pick up any issue of the New Yorker, and there's about 170 contracts that go into that particular issue. Sure. Nobody can keep all those contracts and sign offs from attorneys. Oh yeah, they absolutely. read the piece and they're like, okay, this can go, or take that sentence out, or mm -hmm. the, are you sure behind? You know, I don't know if we can do this one. It depends how aggressive you want to be. The courts are, I mean, the U.S. system is gives enormous leeway to media, but yeah. you can't destroy people with well, it. Well, when I worked at Harper's Magazine, we had a lot of uh, litigation insurance. That was a big part of our life. Sure. And 
when people would email me about things on the website, conversations were fine. But there were just these moments whenever they'd be like, when they'd mention lawyers or they'd use certain sort of key terms. Yeah, slander. Defamatory libel, whatever. What's tricky is they want your attention as an editor at a magazine. They're not thinking that you're just some schmo behind an email. Right. And and so they want to use big, important legal words so that you pay attention to the thing that they're worried about. For sure. And the minute that happens, you're like, okay, it's not my problem anymore. And you march it down the hall to the general manager who then calls the lawyer who is in contact with the the liability insurance people. Yep. Right. And so you just live in a fog of fear, trying to keep the institution from getting sued while still doing your job. Yeah. Anyway, in the future, if you ever want to start a business, buddy up with a lawyer. That's my advice. It reduces stress a good amount. So anyway, I don't want to distract us from our true topic, which is privacy. Well, yeah, but let's start with a fact pattern, a term lawyers love. Fact pattern. Okay, so... James lives on 123 Main Street. Okay. And a lot of different people go in and out of his house, strangely. Mm-hmm. Um, and word gets around, especially by the police on the street, is that he deals. Sure. Okay. And drugs. Drugs. Not like unusual chocolates or. No, that would be know, great. Imported I love ma- good chocolate. Imported mangoes that are illegal. No, okay. it's drugs. Drugs. And the evidence is mounting and they arrest someone who's dealing on a corner a couple blocks away. Okay. Not James. Not James. And Sally. 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 And they take it. They take her in and they question her and they say, well, okay, look, you're, you're kind of small time. We didn't find a lot on you. You're clearly dealing. And she's like, yeah, trying to make a living. What do you want me to do? We don't want you to go upstate for for six months, for a year. We, what, what do you want to do here? Where'd you get your stuff? And she says, James. Couple blocks away. Couple blocks away. One, two, three Main Street. So now some information is starting to compile that is definitely putting a picture together about James. Yeah, so we had a little suspicion, but that's not enough. People going in and out of a house is not enough. Let's make it more serious. Like we're being funny about it, but let's say it's it's opioids. Like let's say it's like this is killing people. This thing is ruining lives, right? Mm -hmm. And this guy, we have a dotted line connecting James to a pharmacy a mile away that seems to be the source. Okay. Uh, he used to work there or something. Okay. okay. So now a picture is coming into focus and the police put together a request for a search warrant. Okay. Okay. And they, which is a form like they're filling it's essentially out form. a form, yeah, but get... it is a judgment call. No, I get it. I get at it. the end, it gets in front of a judge and the judge may have, may want to beat them up a little bit, ask some questions. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, we have Sally's testimony, right? We have, he used to be employed at this pharmacy and we see him going in and out sometimes. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we have photos of that. And we think his house is a pretty dangerous place. And we th- there's drugs there. We think there's drugs there and we want to we wanna catch this guy. Okay. And we'd like to search his house. Okay. And the judge is going to either sign off or not. The standard is probable cause. Mm-hmm. not beyond a reasonable doubt, which is a higher standard. Sure. That's what you put people in jail for. It's probable cause. Do you give... What the, does probable cause mean? Like what is probable of what? Literally, probably. So probably, there's a <laughs> probably, we, the cause to go in is that probably they're doing something wrong. Right. So the judge looks at this and decides yes or no. And he or she has a probable cause filter in their head. Yeah. 
there, the, the, the judge may ask for more. Mm-hmm. He's like, what else you got? This is could be hearsay. She may want, maybe Sally wants to frame the guy. Mm-hmm. What else you got? And they draw this picture out, right? There's photos they've taken from across the street from the pharmacy, him going in and out with hey, bags. I've seen the wire. Okay, all of it. Yeah. And so it's pretty strong, right? Do you give the police a search warrant? Me personally? Yeah, you're the judge. Oh, as the judge. Um really tricky because in general i like to just say i'm against the carceral state but in reality as the judge here i have to uphold the law and i probably 14 data points have been put in front of you okay so that's probable cause so sign off yes i stabbed your liberal heart like i put a knife right through your your just i'm doing it for the purposes of this exercise otherwise you wouldn't give the search warrant Mm, i all right, we don't have 36 hours in the podcast, okay. so what the hell? I'm going to throw away a lot of things I believe in and say, you know what? I see a preponderance of evidence here. I'm really you, glad you're not a judge. Yeah, you should be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> talking about jobs I would never In the want. transcript at the court, yeah. it cannot say I threw away a lot of the things I really believe in to give you this decision. Yeah, here you go. Opioids are a danger to our society. This person is a source of opioids. And the recourse we believe we have is the criminal justice system. Therefore, we should get a warrant and go in there. People are dying. Mm -hmm. And we want people to die less. I certainly see and understand that logic. All right. So pretty reasonable case here, right? Uh, To go in. And essentially, there is a there's laws right up to the Constitution that protect our privacy in terms of our homes, in terms of our information. Sure. Illegal search and seizure. You can't, you can't even uh, look at my phone Mm -hmm. without some cause, right? Okay. Okay. And let's pause this and go to how a piece of software like Signal works. I'm going to turn it over to you. Okay. How does Signal work? Signal is a chat and phone client and it lets you have group conversations as well. Mm -hmm. But basically, yeah. Signal allows for end-to-end encrypted communication, meaning I text something, I type it into my phone, and it's encrypted at my phone, and then it goes through the network in an encrypted form that law enforcement or anyone who taps into that line cannot read or decrypt that we know of, and it gets to the other person's phone through the network, and then they are able to decrypt it and look at it. So... Even Signal Incorporated can't read it. Signal is a not-for-profit. The so, Signal yeah, system that can't is read correct. it. No one can see it. Nobody can see it. That's ever. Right. Hey, Rich, let's just do this ad right now real fast. Oh, yes. <laughs> we People get confused. They're like, it's a good podcast. I what, do they have a business? Yeah. We have people who listen to this podcast who know people who work here and can't quite figure out. They're like, yeah, do you listen to this podcast? And the people who work here are like, I work there. <laughs> I've heard about this. And and we're like, and they're like, no, I know. But do you? Li- yeah, but nobody really works there. Yeah. No, no. There are 50 people here making software all day long. And they're designing, really, building, architecting. They're really good at it. And they're, it's they're great just, at it. They're sweet and they're serious and they'll tell you no when you need to hear no, but they'll mostly we just try to get you what you need to build your business and your big NGO or your finance enterprise World or thing. your media company, all the things that we do. So yes. get in touch. Hello at postlight.com. Let's get back to the debate. Yes.
Okay. We busted Jim. Okay. We actually are really lucky. First off, we found the stash. There's okay. a lot of pills so there. So the warrant was granted. The warrant was granted. In. We went in. We found it. We arrested him right afterwards. Uh, you're under arrest, possession, blah, blah, blah. It's a great example of how complicated our relationship and, and like doing things is that we, it took us 20 minutes to get to, to the, arrest the, Jim. Yeah, we had to go through law school yeah. and then my yeah. political opinions. Correct. Anyway. Correct. Um, and we also arrested, and this gets murky, but we also arrested someone else there who looked like they worked for Jim, let's just say. Okay. And we're talking to both of them. Jim won't say a word. We start talking to Dennis. Dennis. Okay. Mm. And we start to interrogate. I was like, what's going on? Where is he getting this stuff from? Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm, I'll get in trouble, man, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And he says, I don't know. He gets a phone call. He leaves for 20 minutes. He comes back with a bag. Um, if sometimes it, he's just, he's chatting away on his phone and then he gets in the car and I don't know where he goes. Okay. Okay. Now we want another search warrant. Okay. For that phone. All right. All right. Jim locked it. Won't let us in. And we would love to figure out either the lines to the pharma provider or whatever so we can really get at the root of something here Mm -hmm. beyond Jim even. Right. And we go and ask for another search warrant. We make the case. And now we have an easy search warrant. We found 6,000 pills in his his house. We got to find out where they're from. Well, I mean, now we're in an interesting zone because let's say I do allow it. I mean, probably at this point, yes, right? Oh, you got Jim. I've got the phone. Yeah, that's just hardware. But let's just say I have the phone in my hand Mm -hmm. and we're going to unlock Jim's phone. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, clearly that's going to get us access to a network of opioid distributors. Potentially. You may get find nothing by the search warrants often are given out and there's nothing there. No, but I mean, that's there's a good chance. There's a good chance. He's communicating somehow. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Okay. So, how do you feel about technology that exists that doesn't allow that next step? Jim used Signal. How do I feel about it? Yeah. I Actually, I have two feelings about it. One is there are abuses of the system and they are international and they are global. And it's very, like this idea that you should be able to get in and see people's communications very slippery slope. And the real issue here is, boy, it's going to be hard to put this one back in the bag. Okay. You got signal now. It's not profit. You could have signal that runs out of another country. You could have signal that just is peer to peer and talks to two phones as apps. You could have signal that like you could get real encrypted, you know? And so, I mean, you can get, you can get more and more paranoid and it becomes harder and harder to unlock that. And that's global open technology that if you're willing to commit to learn how to use it, you can go ahead and use it on just about any platform. And if you don't want to use it on your phone, you could use it on your desktop. And if you don't want, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So in real terms, it's awfully hard to put this one back in the bag. And there've been a lot of attempts. I mean, literally my entire adult life, they've been trying to put backdoors in to the encryption protocols. No, no, I, I don't disagree. But do you think the police has the right to get to the information on his phone? Ah, boy, it's so messy. Yeah, why? It's privacy. Do- We're still on privacy. All right, let's here. stay on privacy. That's my information. That you know, is my house. That is my car. This is privacy. No, I don't think they do. You don't think they do? I don't think that. It's just everything. Every avenue here ends up bad. Like you, you want. What are you going to do? do you, no, what can the police do in this thought experiment? 
and they make him put in his password? Like, what are they going to do? Forget the means. It doesn't matter. Let's say they have the software that reads an iPhone or... Okay, so they can whatever. copy the whole thing, and he didn't set his signal to expire. Forget signal for a second. It's just You're he's using can, iMessage. Can they get to their his phone? Well, I mean, they... Technically, they shouldn't do it. They don't have the right to the phone. They can't... If they have the search warrant for the house, they shouldn't go pop no, open no, no, the No, 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 but if they get the search warrant for the phone... Yeah. I mean, it, now you're getting into this, like, the conversation is, is it different to get a search warrant for, like, a physical space or an abstract virtual space? No, I'm not. I think it's the I, same thing. I don't think it's, I think then that is the same thing. It is the same. I agree with you there. So if you allow one, you allow the other. So let them get into the phone, find out where this guy's getting his drugs or whatever. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. If we grant him the first warrant, I think you grant the second. Okay. That's your rationale? I don't actually see a fundamental difference between a virtual entity like a communication network and a physical space like this guy's house. Okay. If I'm convinced that both are used, if I'm if I'm convinced okay. that opioid sales are a risk to the world, uh-huh. and I'm convinced that opi- that these things are involved with opioid sales, then go ahead. Okay. All right. So I mean, yeah, I'm just deep so in if, thought experiment. So if we walk here. this back, yeah. Do you believe that search warrants should exist at all? Do I believe the search warrant should exist at all? At all? Yeah, probably. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So then with that logic, I then, think you just, you threw me into then, a zone with the, with the opioid stuff. Like if it was somebody who was holding a kid at gunpoint, I'm, you know, or like, or I thought that there were children at risk in the house or, you know, things mm-hmm. like that, then I'm like, all right, a search warrant is justified. But it's just like, once you got me into the opioid epidemic, I'm like, oh my God, this is a systemic problem in America connected to the carceral state. And we have a endem- well, it's cr- it, an endemic it's a pr- drug I problem. picked a particular yeah, no, no, crime. I, mean, I don't just, know if you needed even to go that far. You melted far. my brain. My ears are, yeah. cut, my, you know, and I'm trying to market here. I mean, I here. make it's, even weirder ones, I, right? This <laughs> is bad marketing. Anyway, keep going. This is bad marketing. I, I think this is fascinating. No, I, I, know. I think it's fascinating because I think it, 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 it forces a particular question to get asked. But see, this is the thing. goes beyond my right to privacy. I think end-to-end encryption is like, it's very hard to ban it It's if people want it. And it's also like... I don't disagree with that. It's also very hard. Like, you could be like, oh, well, we're not going to let them sell it in the app store anymore. But then what if you use HTTPS to connect to a website? Like, if I can do secure banking online then I'm going to be able to securely share messages with someone in a way that's relatively untraceable. Yes. So, I mean, and I'll do it through a web browser instead of through an app because Google App Store and Apple App Store won't let me download Signal anymore. Like, you can clamp down on it Is all you true? want. Is that true? No, no. I mean, but like, Oh, you're saying yeah, if, if they really... If that ever happened, if people were like, no more yeah. encryption like this in America, we need to know what's going on because of the risk of terrorism. Mm-hmm. The infrastructure is such that... It's basically impossible. Basically, all you're saying is you're going to need to learn two more steps. Yeah. Many people don't. A lot of criminals are dumb. It, 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 True. You're not, I mean, there's always the extremely sophisticated criminal in, in, in other mediums, media as well, right? You could argue. But it sounds like what I'm hearing, and I, I, you're echoing my position. It just took a while to get you there mm. and it was incredibly painful mm. it was painful for me too um, privacy is sacred it should be respected unless there is enough reason to infringe on it because a greater good is being threatened harm is being inflicted 
et cetera, et cetera, in some way. Sure. A search warrant could be, by the way, white collar. Like it's time no, to no, go I, in and get that paperwork out of there because you're a CEO criminal that sure. finally needs to be brought down. That doesn't happen quite that much, but yes. I mean, it could be yeah, anything, okay. right? But I, th from what I'm hearing, it, you can get to that person's phone. What people need to understand, and I don't think the judicial system and the, the sort of legal understanding of America has gotten there yet, the things that allow for basic fundamental digital society, like encrypted transactions with financial platforms, like, yeah. you know, checking your balance at TD Bank, which right. we have implicitly assumed is a really good thing. We really like digital banking overall. Like checking your balance on your phone. Going saying, to an ATM is right. a good example. Yeah, checking your balance on your phone, getting a text message with an update. Like the, the systems that are underneath these things are the same ones that are that allow encrypted chat. Yes. You can't put it all away. You it just doesn't really work that way. You're talking about algorithms and fundamental libraries. It's just that increasingly people are paranoid right now and everybody has mobile phones and Signal is a good example. Signal is a pretty good product experience. Okay. It's pretty easy to connect to anybody with a phone number. The code is open for people who are very paranoid. It's well-funded, and it works about as well as any text messaging client. So mm -hmm. what I'm saying there is that the ease of use of text messaging or email or, or making a phone call is now available with end-to-end -end encryption. Right. Okay. And if you, you can go ahead and put, you could ban Signal and say, and go to Apple. And Apple could maybe cave if the if the law was passed, mm -hmm. right? Apple only has so much leeway. It has to follow the laws of the countries in which it operates. Ultimately, yes. But the thing that makes Signal Signal and the thing that makes, and the thing that lets you um, put $500 in your bank account and know it's going to be there. Yeah. Kind of are the same things. And it's just like now we're productizing the, human encryption part where we've gotten used to the transaction encryption part mm -hmm. and we're starting to create experiences about that. And it's like, so all the, the fantasy that you can have backdoors or, or create these sort of like alternative ways for encryption or that law enforcement's going to be able to make this work in their interest is just a fantasy. So how do you deal with that as a society? Well, right now the thing that everybody always proposes at the, at the sort of state level is, we need back doors so that we can go into encrypted channels and see what's actually being said. Mm -hmm. And so what that just happens is you end up with an open solution that people have vetted that has no back door that people use privately without using a centralized service. And so most people probably will just opt into the back door if it's the most convenient thing. Yeah. But, it's a bit of an arms race. Right. But if you're a smart terrorist and I mean, or a dumb terrorist who, who reads one uh, you know, one post on your terrorist message board, yeah. you're off forever. We'll never see you or know what you're talking about. Right. And so I just like I, that fundamental truth of all this stuff doesn't come up very often. Like we, you can talk about it in a very abstract way, but it just never is going back in the back ever. I don't disagree with that. No, because we like all the other stuff so much. We like the bank accounts and yeah. we like the, you know, protecting pictures of our children and, yeah. and logging into our computers so that no one can steal them uh -huh. and just get access to all our stuff. Yeah, I agree. Practically, mm -hmm. that's true. I, I think brute force, you could make it illegal. Do we have 40 years of the United States government trying to figure this out and learning this lesson? Probably yes. Yeah, 
if I had to predict, I think there's going to be one really, really horrible case. Oh yeah, that's going to come down. That's going to change things. I don't know what it looks Let's like. Let's say somebody blew up a school or you know something it, like it's like, going to be bad, and they yeah. use signal, and, it, and, and it comes, we can't. But remember, there was a terrorist incident, and it was all about will Apple unlock this phone or not for the FBI, Correct. and then the FBI found another way in. Yeah. Right. So it's like this little weird, almost precedent. Yeah. Like, but yeah, no, th- bad things happen and everything's digital. Yeah. And so those two things together yeah. mean that a global level catastrophe. I don't will, know if it has to be global or something really bad. Or let's say a global, a global media event connected to someone using a mobile device is going to shake things mm-hmm. up. Yeah. And, and there will be a very, very strong argument made that. Everything needs to change and we need to have more transparency for law enforcement on these networks. Yeah. And it will be very compelling and Congress will be incredibly motivated to pass it. I think that that is very likely. I think that's true. Yeah. Do you think, I mean... And it will be meaningless. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Oh my God. Well, we saw that one. Yeah. yeah. I, it's, a, it's a fascinating <laughs> debate. I, I think, Close it out. Yes or no. Should they have been able to get into that guy's phone? Well, the, but I mean... Did he encrypt this stuff? Or not? It doesn't matter. Sure. Sure. Go grant him the warrant. And then it kind of, I comes mean, this down. was a five second warrant, right? It's his phone yeah, it next comes, to the car. I, I guess, you know, for me, I'm just like, I don't, I don't make the rules. Right. So I'm like, okay, fine. Okay. That's how it's going to go. And then it's up to him if he encrypted this stuff or not. Paul, uh, if you have anything to say about this, anyone out there, Feel free to send it to us, encrypted or unencrypted. We're open to however way you want to communicate That's with true. Postlight. Go ahead and sign it with your PGP signature. <laughs> and hello at postlight.com. This was a fascinating debate. <laughs> it had a public television quality about it. Let's get back to um, our Life. email. <laughs>